The views and opinions expressed on WXOJLP are solely those of the original hosts of their respective programs. These views and opinions do not necessarily represent those of Valley Free Radio Incorporated, its volunteers, or any other hosts, guests, or programs on this station. Good evening, and welcome to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm host Michael Dow, and I'm joined tonight once again by Sue Timberlake. Hey there. With John Roberts running the board. Yo. <coughs> and we're here to talk about politics and civility, even though the they're not necessarily <laughs> going together as well as we'd like. Um... Yeah, I think the big news is going to be uh, talking about uh, Michael Cohen's testimony before the the House uh, Oversight Committee. Can you not, believe that not was Governor Inslee's announcement? We're not going to spend the hour on that? Governor Jay Inslee of Washington, right? Yes. Uh, we can actually talk about that. And actually, before we... The whole hour. He's uh, nothing else, 12 or something. Nothing else happened. 13. 13. Yeah. Nothing else happened this week um, that's more important than that. Uh, true. Not even... Uh, uh, Benjamin Netanyahu's facing uh, indictment. indictment for corruption, corruption and stuff yeah. like that. Ah, That's awesome. Small potatoes. Right. I, but before we get into that, speaking of small potatoes, I should mention that we do love to hear from our listener. I mean, listeners. <laughs> Hi, Mom. <laughs> um, sorry. Uh, anyway. Uh, I yeah. get comments on this show, obviously. I, I know, I know, I do. I just... <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, I actually, actually, those are subscribers. How many listeners if you go? Yeah, to no, I, I've, I've heard from listeners, Over but I just, and, you know. Yeah. In fact, when I we're wrong, help. we really hear from our listeners. <laughs> I should say more stupid things. <laughs> <laughs> no, please, no. <laughs> what? I'm a, I'm a lefty. It's what we do. Ha-ha! <laughs> no, uh, anyway. But, uh, yeah, we do love to hear from you. You can reach us at civilpoliticsradio at valleyfreeradio.org if you like the email. Uh, at Civil Politics FM, if you prefer Twittering at people. And Facebook.com slash Civil Politics Radio is our community there. You can join that and send us comments and messages and things like that. Or you can go straight to the mouth of the, let's call it a horse, um, <laughs> CivilPoliticsRadio.com is our website that has recordings of previous episodes of the show and all kinds of Is that like, like that. taking the bull by the tail and facing the situation? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and other mixed metaphors. This yeah. is this is it's like taking. It's like teaching a bull how to fish. Yes. <laughs> As I said about my friend, she was at death door, and they pulled her through. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, she survived. So, God, a little open heart surgery this uh, this week for a friend of mine. Oh my! I God. think a bull needs a fish like a man needs a bicycle. Isn't that how that goes? <laughs> that was pretty close. <laughs> if we send one man to the moon, why can't we send them all? We'll send them all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That's we're so 70s tonight. <laughs> I think that's 70s. Yeah, that's that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, or late 60s, anyways. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, there there was a lot of stuff uh, that happened. That uh, I don't know. Do you want to? Uh, we were going to talk about the um, the the house hearings. Do you want to take like the first? I don't know, five ten minutes of the show and just do a, a, a quick talk about a like quick reactions to like headlines in the news like like what do you think about jay inslee uh governor of washington state the first democratic governor to throw his hat in the ring 
Yeah, I, like I know governors. you like governors. Yeah. I do, but he happens to be a Democrat. Right. Although he's really good on climate change. I guess that's his main... That is apparently the, the thing he, yeah. he wants to... the only thing that he's doing. Yeah, yeah, so that'll add to the debates. And the more Democrats, the better, I say, as a Republican, especially yeah. since Weld might run, so... Yeah. Well, and, and, and to be fair, uh, worrying about climate change is... Should be our number one priority, pretty much. It really... I mean, yeah... I'd give me a second. I don't know what's the what's the second issue. That is oh, I think that there there are a number threat of threat imp- to our civilization, <laughs> a, a threat to our species. Yeah, I mean that's I mean no no hyperbole. Like, so there was a, a recent uh, uh, report I saw that uh, in uh, a wildlife preserve, uh, sort of a tropical or subtropical rainforest preserve on Puerto Rico, uh, where scientists. Uh, found like there, there were hardly any insects yeah oh that's amazing insects yeah because Frog, frogs are like the little they go first usually they right. amphibians but apparently insects also can be quite temperature sensitive so if it gets too hot the oh, insects so other insects will have to move in that like it hotter and hopefully right. they will but yeah. but an ecosystem since insects are a huge part of the biosphere a lot. If a lot of insect species suddenly go bottom of the food chain, well, right. not bottom, but yeah. well, and that could lead to problems with uh, plants Birds, being bats, pollinated, and yeah. you know, I mean, it, it, it's all fun and games until suddenly our, our, there aren't there aren't enough plants in the biosphere producing oxygen for us to breathe, and you know that would really be or the algae bulk. in the sea producing right. oxygen. Yeah. Well, they're they're plants, so yeah. yeah, but I mean that that would be the ball game, you know, like like. Really, no kidding. Uh, that would be the end of humanity if 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 we if we deplete the planet's oxygen, and maybe that's what happened to Mars. Maybe it is, but I mean, you know, like that is that is uh, uh, f- uh, that is absolutely fear mongering on my part. I mean, we have no idea if that's how how possible that even is. But part of why it's so scary is we can't say that can't happen. Yeah, we don't actually know. Yeah. I I think we talked a long time ago when the sixth extension book came out. By I, Elizabeth Colbert. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. And a great, mm-hmm. great book. If you I've love, read some uh, of it and I, I couldn't keep reading. Yeah. It's part because I knew some of it already and in part because I'm just like, I am you know, I'm in a depressive phase of my mood cycle right now and no. Yeah. Can't. Yeah, you just can't read anymore. It was very good. I heard her talk. She spoke locally here and it was amazing. Yeah, she's she's yeah. A, she writes well, she speaks well, she's a, a compelling advocate and and uh from what I can tell, a very good journalist slash researcher. So. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. So if you like those scary stories, there's a lot of them out there. Yeah. Well, there's of civilization. Right. You know, all so there's <laughs> there's there's plenty of those. So yes, I think uh, uh, it is indeed uh, the top issue, and that's one of the reasons why I'm glad that uh, people like uh, uh, Senator Markey, our senator, one of our senators, and uh, the the increasingly awesome AOC, were pushing like the Green New Deal because it's specifically looking at addressing yeah. those problems, and we really. We really do need to Did you know that, push forward um, with lightning change. Um, uh, Neil has uh, he's not signed on to it yet. He's the um, Rex- oh Richie Neil. Yeah, Richie Neil from my congressman. Yeah, from uh, he's out of Springfield, isn't he? But I, uh, he's East Hampton. I too. believe he's my congressman. Yeah, yeah. I, I, They've been trying to get him to say I, anything, I, and he's like, I, I clearly I need to make a note to myself to write to my congressman. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah, I think they were um, they were outside his door this past week. There was yeah. some sort of a protest. Or something. Well, and I, I like I I understand people being uncomfortable with uh, 
signing on to proposals that like, you know, like I've, I've heard people say like, I believe that we need to reform American healthcare, but I don't think Medicare for all is the best way to do it because I don't think Medicare is the best way to do it. And I'm like, okay, that is... It's a position. That's a position. I think yep. it's respectable and not wanting to join the Medicare for all bandwagon in that respect is great. Um, and, you know, discussions I've had with people uh, boil down to Medicare for all is a, is a really handy, simple slogan. It's a it's a popular and effective part of our health care system. It's aspirational, too. Cause exactly. Medicare for all means about five different things to, you know, five right. different people. And, so and, and at this point, like like. Broadly, simply speaking, the Republican Party is going to f- fight that, and the Democrats are the party that would push that, and the Republicans can, you know, control the White House and and the Senate. So, so nothing is happening with Medicare for all right now. Like that is just not going to become law. So, unless you get a really good deal maker right. who knows how to use power, and she gets it through the House, and then there's some things in there that enough people in the Senate like. I, I can't imagine that there are there's any way to uh, uh, entice enough Republicans to do that. You might be surprised. I would be surprised. <laughs> but and, we'll and then see. you'd also have to get Donald Trump to sign it. Oh and, well, uh, that's a whole different thing. I, yeah. Right. Good point. Well said. And so so I and I don't think Pence will sign it either after they right <laughs> it, it, uh, because it wouldn't ban abortion. Oh, they'd add that for him. Right, and and <laughs> and then no Democrat would vote for it. Yeah. Good point. You know. Was it um, that there's an empty set that when you perform the whole function, there's not one yeah. thing that actually fulfilled? Yeah. Yeah. So, so all of which is to say, slogans like Green New Deal, Medicare for All, like, yeah, there are ways in which those could be terrible proposals that I won't like. And there are ways in which they could be great. I'm for them right now in general, and I certainly would encourage my congressman to be to be for them. I mean, at least you know, principally, right? Yeah. I mean, in principle, you, the <laughs> pro-business Republican, think yes, some kind of Green New Deal sounds good, Medicare for all sounds good, but I'm sure that you can come up with plenty of ways in which you could be like, no, but this is stupid because blah. Yeah, <laughs> now, there's a way to do Medicare for all, as you know. I, I believe that yeah. there's a way to do it that would work for business, would work for everybody. But right, and and uh, you have to have the will to do it. As you've said before, uh, you you know you're for single payer health care because it's it's a pro business uh, oh, policy. Yeah, all these small businesses they get one sick employee and they're done they're done for. Yeah. And it's like, what's the point of insurance <laughs> if if it doesn't insure you? <laughs> I yeah exactly yeah well, as. Uh, Yes, John and I talked about that some last week. I don't know if you're able to listen to the show, but that was one of the things. I we haven't yet. About. I will go back and listen to it. Oh, really? Yeah, I do. I frequently <laughs> do, even when I'm not on. In fact, most of the time when I'm not on, because I have to hear what you guys had to. I, <laughs> I think I sounded particularly lovely. Oh, wait, no, that's not why we listen to the show. <laughs> Actually, I'm mostly listening to when you say, and Sue would believe this because she's a Republican. I'm like, oh no, I got to defend against that. <laughs> Wrong again, Mike. <laughs> yeah, no, I do. I go back and listen to it because a lot of times it, it covers the week pretty well hmm. so. so um just uh, another sort of brief thing uh before we move on to the i think the meat of the show but um what did you uh, what do you we've talked a bit about uh uh brexit and i know people have been you know clamoring for us to do more but just i i thought it was fascinating that uh the uh, uh Theresa may's government is finally like okay yeah we can do a measure to delay uh, leaving the uh, EU for a few months, I guess, so we can get things on board. Yeah, but EU is not going to go for that unless there's real tangible reasons. They're just not. Well, I don't think because um, France and um, 
Germany have both they've, they've met on it actually and discussed it. Uh, Merkel and um, Macron. Macron. Yeah, they've met on it and discussed it. And then, oh, really? Because yeah. my understanding is that the uh, the EU is like, sure, you want to stay in the EU? That's fine. We'd prefer you didn't leave. Yeah. Well, they unless there's some real reason for because they're trying to. You know, everybody's trying to use the leverage they have. Clearly. So. They're, they're, what are we? Sh- oh, we're shooting for the 29th, and we got so we got 28 days. Right. It's four weeks from today, and oh, I, it's almost like a drug treatment program. 28 yeah. days. <laughs> I just don't think, uh, or or uh, you know. Uh, <laughs> You know, zombie apocalypse movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it multiplies every... Right. Yeah, by the 28th day, it's 30 gazillion million. <laughs> bazillion. I, yeah, Killian Murphy's waking up in a coma right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah, just... I just don't see how they can... How they're going to be able to square this circle. You know, like, there's, th- there's, there's no way to hang on to Northern Ireland and stay... And, and have the... the the, the full break between the UK and the EU that they want without also... The island of Ireland, yeah. Right, because they can't have a hard border. They can't have border checks, but they have to have border checks if they're not in the same customs union. So if Northern Ireland stays in the customs union, then, you know, and so on and yeah. so forth. I, I just, I don't see there's any way to, to get what they want, so... Well, that's why they did the backstop, but I guess the issue was that everybody was afraid of it, but well, that's what that was about. And exactly, and the conservatives hate that, because the whole point is we want to be able to get out of the EU, and this would prevent us from doing so until we resolve this issue, and, you know, we wouldn't get to to make the decision. And it's it's it's, a and it's weird cuz I thought that conservatives wanted to stay in the EU cuz you know I you know it's it it's almost like you can't it's sort of like here in politics now it's very hard to to nail where somebody stands if you can really talk to them offline not in front of cameras that people have really mixed views if you can just I don't know get them in a place where they feel comfortable enough to say what they really believe. Like I was talking to a Democrat today who does not want Bernie in the race. I think, oh, that's I don't interesting. Either. Well, I, actually, I want him in the race, but I don't want him to be president. Yeah, so so that the d- issues are discussed. But yeah. a lot of your other candidates will discuss the issues Bernie's been. Sure. You've got... But he he part of what, what Bernie Sanders is going to bring, and this is, this, again, this is something Jarman and I talked about last week, and it's potentially a huge problem, is since it's March 1st and the election is November of next year, um, there's going to be a lot of attention, a lot of heat on this. And just this is a yeah. long time for this kind of, of, yeah. of nonsense to be going on to some extent. But Bernie Sanders brings cameras. He does. He, he, he's going to garner a lot of attention. Until the day he doesn't, which sometimes media's kind of fickle that way. That's true, but on the other hand, they never turned on Donald Trump in the last election cycle. So no, no, they never. So, they never stopped covering his ca- his campaign things. That was sort of amazing, actually. I mean, yeah, I I'm just amazed. I agree. I I, I obviously can, got ratings. So as long as it gets ratings, the media will be all over it, right? Right. So I think for the moment, anyways, uh, Bernie's a great way to, for the Democrats to get ratings. So you know, as soon as at some point they're going to start having candidates debates. I mean, please, 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 Democrats, at least wait until this summer. Like, <laughs> like, debate schedule is going to start in June. Okay, June, fine. June, there's going to be, um, currently, the, the, the plan is to have two debates. Um, oh, like in, split them into groups? Yeah, uh, but it depends on how many people announce, but I think... Um, well, you said there's 13 now with, with Governor Inslee, right? Yeah, there, there's probably going to be more. Yeah, uh, there. I mean, at last count, there was like 24 people that might 
that we're considering. And by just Beto O'Rourke yet, right? is um, no talking about it. Yeah. Beto O'Rourke has been hinting at a. He says a lot of things. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Biden. No, he hasn't said no yet. No, but nobody's going to say no. Nobody's going to completely take it off the table, except for Hillary Clinton. Yeah. Did she take it off the table? Yes. Good. Because because. <laughs> Actually, what she said, what I thought was was like, yeah, that actually makes perfect sense. That's why I, this is why I believe she's not going to run, because uh, I, actually, this might have been attributed to one of her aides, but uh, nevertheless, like uh, Hillary Clinton would very much like to be president. Hillary, you know, Hillary Clinton does not want to do another campaign. You know, you can't be president without campaigning. I think like if the job were somehow to like fall in her lap, she would love to do it. Pick her as VP and then the person dies. Right, exactly <laughs> kind of thing. But I mean, she'd still have to campaign even as VP. Well, like, they do, but they, they can they have a little shorter schedule. I suppose. But <laughs> in, in any event, um, yeah, I think I think she still wants to do the job of president. But I totally understand. Like she's gone through two of these campaign cycles. As the candidate, plus all the stuff where she was the wife of the candidate, oh. plus her time as uh, running for the Senate, which she did twice in New York. So I totally understand that she's like, I'm done with that. Done, 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 done. And yeah. Some people like running for office. Yeah. Do you think Hillary Clinton's one of them? Um, <laughs> I think she likes to meet with folks and stuff like that. But I think some of the rest of it, no. Yeah. I enjoy like it's it's one thing to say I enjoy meeting with people. It's another thing to say I enjoy getting up, giving four a fundraisers, speech, <laughs> four fundraisers a day. You know the grueling schedule, like all the 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 balls that have to be juggled running for office. So, yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised if uh, 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 the Senator Clinton said like this is done. That's a younger yeah. person's game because she's she's seventy, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah. I I. I Seventy isn't necessarily. How old's Burn? The Burnster. He's he's pushing eighty. Yeah, he's like seventy-eight, I think. Um, I guess seventy is the new fifty. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, like seventy can be very old, or it can be still quite vigorous. Depends on on the mileage and so forth. But <laughs> but I I think <laughs> it's totally genetics. legit for even someone who seems to have the kind of energy that Hillary Clinton does to just say nah. <laughs> uh, Bernie Sanders is seventy-seven. Seventy-seven. Okay. Sunset I was close. Strip. Late yeah. late seventies. So if, if he were to become president next year, he would certainly be serving into his into his eighties. Yeah. So. Well, I can't imagine that. You know, when you start to look back on all the things, the 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 powers that con- colluded against uh, Hillary Clinton, whoever they were, um, that was that's pretty remarkable. I mean, that's as as the time goes on, she looks she looks better and better. Do you know what I mean? That. You just I look at all kind of do um, all the what do you social, mean? <laughs> yeah, sort of. I know all, what I would mean by that. Yeah, sort of all the social uh, media and the Ruskies and the and you know just the Michigats and the behavior and the false accusation. You yeah. know all that stuff is just. I mean, they piled it on her, and she still won the popular vote. That's yeah. pretty amazing. Yeah, by a lot. Yeah, was it three thousand, four thousand, uh, four million votes? Uh, uh, Two point seven million. Two point seven. So yeah, that's. Roughly three million. Yeah. But you know who's counting? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all fifty states and some territories. I think. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, speaking of which, I mentioned before we get on the air, I have a, a pretty good, people don't like the Cato Institute, but it's very libertarian. It's not so conservative as it is like real libertarian. But they have a nice article in there. They have like a, a quarterly publication, and it's all about the Electoral College and sort mm-hmm. of how this different states um, are affected by the Electoral College. And it's pretty good. It's actually good reading if you like that kind of thing. You know, if you're Okay. Is there it. is there a... You know, a thumbnail takeaway for those of us who are too lazy to read the Cato Institutions. Like, that looks like a 200-page pamphlet you got there. <laughs> yeah, but it's only one of the articles in there. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, no. I could maybe read an article. I'm just like, I'm not reading that. Yeah, I wouldn't summarize it. It's more of a, oh, let's look at this state and see, you know, which way that would feel about the Electoral College if it was all about power and influence oh, over, I, like, it, New York. The, the ratio e- of yeah. voter p- voters <laughs> per elector. Yep. Exactly. And they do a lot of that sort of just laying it out for you. It's not really um, you should or they should or anybody should. It's more of a, oh, look at this. And, you know, look at how California is like by far the most underrepresented because of the electoral because college. Because of its enormous population. Yeah. And so it's it's just interesting to just look at your favorite state and yeah. see what the... Well, former governor of Maine and flaming racist uh, Paul LePage, uh, actually, <laughs> he is. Uh, yeah. just uh, said the uh, uh, in an interview, I think yesterday, because Maine is pushing for a law in the state, or maybe it's a constitutional amendment, but anyway, to change how the state handles their electoral college vote yeah, to basically it link it to... to popular vote? Yes, yeah. whoever wins the popular vote gets Maine's votes. And yeah. a lot of states are doing this, and as soon as it gets up to 270 worth, then the, all those laws will kick in. But uh, a governor, former Governor LePage said... Uh, that's a terrible idea. If you take away the electoral college, you'll disempower white people, yeah. or, or or something like that. Good. Yeah. See. Good. Yeah. <laughs> hey. <laughs> you heard me. Fine. <laughs> Good. Well, Maine, You're the producer. I'll do what you say. Maine Maine has a lots and lots of Native Americans there, so I'm surprised that he would really feel that way because. You know that that actually empowers the Native Americans in Maine, but he, I, I think he, he's more worried about uh, uh, you know African Americans and Latinos than than Native yeah. Americans. No, he's worried about white people. He's worried about he's, himself, he's, but he's no. French. I mean, he's afraid of. It doesn't. It, he's uh, French, I think, isn't he? Yeah, he's French. Well, so, the, the name has a French ethnicity. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, French. In well, Lepage, in but. in Maine, sorry, I went to school in Maine. In Maine, there's there's sort of these. I, I won't call them tribes because I was using it as an anthropological term, uh-huh. but there are these tribes of folks that, you know, there's the, the, the British Canadians and the French Canadians, and there's, you know, the French Indians, and there's sort of, Maine's a very interesting place, and then there's all the tourists that go up there on the coast in the summer. So it's, it is, it's broken into interesting groups that I wouldn't have, I wouldn't just call them white, but okay. Yeah, they're white well and and the thing i mean in in this in this instance in this situation he is this is not a statement of a man that is thinking about anybody else in maine the subgroups of of white people he is thinking about how the power of white people will be lessened yeah and the the thing that that keeps coming up especially lately is the fact that if if you are in power and things are getting more equal, that feels like an attack. Yes. And that is 
that is what happened last week. Huh? As you pointed out last exactly. week. Exactly. Uh-huh. I will go I'm, back and listen. Yeah. yeah um, I apologize for not <laughs> no, being up fine. to date on our positions y- here. Y- you had stuff to do. So, <laughs> I did have it. Um, the, well, the, the thing is that, I mean, I, I and I will keep saying this. <laughs> it, don't worry. But um, if, uh, if uh, it, that's why when, um, that's why we have groups like the Proud Boys and, and like, uh, I don't. I don't know. I can't even think what's like that, horrible people. What's that uh, 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 quote unquote religious group that uh, was in uh, Oregon, where the the port like a Portland police commander was communicating with them secretly, and they were they were like a like a, a protesting, and there were like Antifa groups there and white supremacist groups, and there was and the 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 Portland police commander was like, now I know one of your guys has a warrant out for his arrest, or at least he did, but I'm not going to check on that. And if you guys don't make too much trouble, I don't see any reason why we need to arrest you. And you know, it's basically like this guy negotiating with them. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's like it's like that huge because we're all biker war that was happening in Texas, and shots were fired all over the place, and they just arrested everybody. Oh but, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that, but that's the thing. Like, if you have um, that was a couple of years ago, but yeah, I remember yeah. That. It, it's if you have people that are in power, and and we are talking about white people here, especially white men, cis white men, cis heterosexual white men. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Um, yes, what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it, he was tuning us out. Got, I could tell. <laughs> well, that's what they do. But um, if you if you if you look at that group at that subgroup of humans. Um, in this in this country, and they have all the power, um, like most of the power, and that has been changing uh, slightly for the past few years. But lately, in the past like decade, it has radically shifted, and um, people get mad because, like he said, if you change it to the popular vote, that makes it more likely that. Um, people that aren't white will have more power and he has a problem with that you know like and that's that's the thing like that isn't that kind of anger comes from um you feeling attacked that's why you and not feeling like you're an american but that you're a subgroup for the first time in your life exactly you're not the default and when you're when you're thought of not the default uh, then you feel you feel like why are you doing this to me? Yep. And you can see that sense in, um, especially in uh, 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 alt right and yep. and and hyper conservatives and things like that. Like um, people far far right. Like it's not it's not that they don't like black people as much as they don't like black people taking. Their what, stuff, what they take, think is their what stuff. what they think is theirs. Their birthright. They are, they are being accosted by these, by these people that should know their place. There's That's, a, you know. There's a reason why at the, at the infamous Charlottesville march a couple of years ago, the one where Heather Hare was murdered, uh, one of the things that those guys were chanting was, you know, the Tiki Torch marchers. You will not replace you us. You will not yeah. replace yeah. us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's also where the, um, that, that is the sense of where uh, the, the whole quote unquote white genocide thing. <clears throat> yeah. Um, if anybody doesn't know, when someone says white genocide, that means that uh, an, uh, a very, very dumb person is uh, saying that white people are getting breeded out. Out, out reproduced yes uh because more brown people are having babies which 
it always has been because there are more brown people in the world, but um, in America, and also uh, there are more mixed race couples and having more brown babies. So they're saying that the white the white race is getting bred out of existence. Just outcompeted. That's all. We're getting outcompeted. <laughs> and and. Think about In all that the, case, I would agree. <laughs> and think about all the physicians who make a practice of dealing with melanomas and sarcomas and other skin cancers. Like, without people like me around, how will they make a living? <laughs> Another purpose for you, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> I'm contributing. <laughs> so, when, so going back to LePage, when oh, yes. he's saying that, he, he is not – that's why I was looking at, like – why is she going to this subgroup thing? Because he's not thinking as like a Frenchman. A Mainer. He's, he's, he's not a, thinking like a Mainer. No, he's no. thinking like a racist. <laughs> or some people call them maniacs, but only they yeah. can call themselves maniacs. But uh, that's their word. Yeah. It is. Yeah, it's okay. like one of those. It's an in-joke. Yeah, you cannot call a maniac a maniac unless you, you know, you have the cred. You have the genetics yeah. or whatever it is. So I also want to point. I also want to point out that uh, ultimately uh, Mr. LePage was complaining about a measure to change the laws in Maine to to be part of sort of a national movement. So, like, nothing will change in Maine and how it apportions its votes in the Electoral College until enough other states do the same thing, at which point it will become suddenly, like, the Electoral College vote will just reflect who wins the majority vote across the nation. And so that's not just a matter of the the, the, the sort of little sort of sub-factions or whatever in Maine. That's across the whole country. Yeah. And what he's lamenting is that states like North Dakota and South Dakota and Idaho and Wyoming and Montana which have, what, like 3 million, 5 million people between them? I forget exactly what it is, but it's, it's not very many. Like, like all of those states combined have about the same population as Los Angeles or New York. And, and uh, yet they get three electors. Well, <laughs> each gets three electors. Yeah. So like those five states have 15 electors between them, whereas, you know, the, the people of the city of New York have like a share of the electors of New York, you know, for example. And I mean, yeah, New York has more electors overall, uh, as but is not California, per population. but, but yeah. per capita, it's it's definitely yeah. a much lower ratio, and so that means that um, yeah, that means that states like uh, the North Dakota and South Dakota have a lot less influence, and since they're heavily white, you know. Well, and you know, it wasn't about whiteness; it really was about the agri- agricultural folks fearing the people in the cities, and I, it, I, at it, least that was some of the thought process. To, it was a compromise. Well, the electoral college is. Um, not something I particularly want to defend. <clears throat> but I think the argument, why do we have like a bicameral legislator, legislature? Um, because of the Iroquois. Well, the, <laughs> well, the <laughs> House does everything purely by population. And I think there are changes we should make to how the House handles things too, but set that aside for Wait a till the census comes out. Right. But the Senate just does it by state. And the, the idea is that when you have small, parsely, sparsely populated states... That feed all of us. <laughs> that have that have a more rural interest. Like so that they still have some power and that the the pure tyranny of the majority can't just bulldoze over, you know, uh, over the Dakotas because they're so sparsely populated. Uh, I I get and that you logic. You have to have sparsely populated to, to make food. I mean that's sort of that's you know it, well and it, and uh, we're gonna take a break in a moment, but one of the one of the, the things that uh, people are complaining about with, you know, like the Green New Deal is one of the ways to uh, adjust our society so that we are better responding to the threat of climate change is to concentrate our population more. 
because a big part of America's greenhouse gas emissions come from transportation. So if you have people who are living and working locally, you know, and taking mass transit because they're in an urban hub and they can do that, well, then fewer people have cars, so you have less gas being burned. And, like, that's part of how that works. You know, you, getting people to drive less. You lefties drive me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to wait until after the break for me to tell you why? But it has to Absolutely. do with transportation. Absolutely. <laughs> like, like this, this is just one argument it is not necessarily valid or 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 the whole story but yeah yeah i just want to interject one thing about about the whole like electoral college versus popular vote thing shoot um it's for president yeah it's only for president well i'm vice president but yeah yeah uh it's not for let any legislature it's not justices by trickle down yeah all the other it has trickle down importance but (laughs) you have you you elect the it's for the country the president is the representative of the country so if you're in um so if you're in like iowa or or versus massachusetts you'll still get your number of representatives for your state you'll still get your senators it's just for this these this one and a half office because let's face that vice president just half offs but it's just for that and it's really crazy it's um for for me to think about how um the 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 candidates have to go to iowa and new hampshire and very white as you said and it exactly is. They are and very white because yeah. they're supposed to be and it's like uh if you're if you're electing uh, a senator um or your senator's and instead of just population, um, you have to split up the votes, and then this block, and then this block, and it's just like, it's this is this is just for one office, and that that office does have a lot of control, but it does it it is a it is supposed to be representative of our country and not just it, it, it's a know. flawed mechanism because we don't elect like the mayor of east hampton isn't elected based on like you know well ward one votes this way and they get this exactly. many votes that's what i'm trying know. to get that yeah, yeah you know and and th- we don't elect senator by county you know it's like how many people in massachusetts voted for elizabeth warren okay did she get more votes than the other guy then she wins done you know one person one vote and it doesn't apply that way to the most powerful single political office we have in this country. And along with the vice president, the the only two that are actually elected by every American. And I, I agree. I think it would be much better if every American had an equally infinitesimal <laughs> say in that. <laughs> so anyway, but you can tell me why I'm totally wrong about transportation after <laughs> we take this short break to play some PSAs, promos, and station IDs. Please don't go away. This is Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, and we'll be right back. Hi, my name's Leo, and I use he, him, his pronouns. Hi, my name's AJ, and I use they, them, theirs pronouns. Did you know that sex is your biology and gender is how you identify? You can't assume someone's gender. Based on their clothes. Based on their hair. Based on their voice. Who they hang out with. Who they're attracted to. My gender isn't your business. Ask me my pronouns! Brought to you by the PVPA Student Group for Gender, Sexuality, and Diversity. Has anyone ever asked you, don't you have enough records? Adventure Rocket Ship is new and old. Indie pop, psych pop, post-punk, shoegaze, lots of chiming, jangly guitars and catchy melodies from both artists you know and obscure 7-inch singles from around the world. Adventure Rocket Ship, Tuesday nights, 9 to 11 p.m. on Valley Free Radio. 
You are listening to Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP Northampton, 103.3 FM. I'm Mayor David Narkowitz, and I support Northampton's community radio station. Hey, Mom, how about this game? What's it rated? Uh, let's see. T for teen with violence and suggestive themes? Uh, no. Video games are fun, but not all games are right for all players. Look for the rating symbol and content descriptors and read the rating summaries that tell you what's actually in the game. (sighs) This one better? Oh, much. For more information about ratings and rating summaries, visit ESRB.org. Nerd Night NoHo is proud to support Valley Free Radio, where a monthly speaker series featuring experts from the community talking about art, culture, and science. You can find us at noho.nerdnight.com. The Oblivion Express, old-school, free-form, eclectic radio programming every Thursday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. on Valley Free Radio. Since 1981, the Oblivion Express has been traveling the musical spaceways in the valley, an eclectic mix of music from the 1940s to today, and featuring just about every genre, rock, jazz, blues, world, folk, reggae, and so much more. Join me, DJ Funkadelic Fern, every Thursday morning on the Oblivion Express. This is Ruthie from Pedal People with a public service announcement. If you frequent downtown Northampton or Florence and you pass by the recycling and trash bins on the street, the public ones, I'm here to let you know that cups are not recyclable. No plastic cups, no paper cups, no styrofoam cups, no clear cups, red cups, blue cups, yellow cups, no insulated cups. Because if you put cups in the recycling bin, it means either I pick them out or someone at the sorting facility picks them out in Springfield, or it contaminates the whole load too much that the whole load is considered trash. Or if you can just bring your own cup all together and not have disposable cups, that'd be even better. Thanks for listening, and thanks for your cooperation. Do you gamble more often and longer than you planned? Have other people suggested you may have a gambling problem? Do you wish you could stop or cut down your gambling, but you just can't? If you answered yes to any of these questions, you may have a gambling problem. We understand the problem. We can help. We're the Mass Council on Compulsive Gambling. Please call us at 1-800-426-1234 or chat with us online at masscompulsivegambling.org. The confidential helpline number is 1-800-426-1234. And we're back with Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm still Michael Dow. That's still John Roberts pushing the buttons. And that's still Sue Timberlake. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's still Sue Timberlake. Uh, We were going to get on to at least the House hearings for at least a little bit, but you had something important or you wanted to point out about uh, the idea. You you lefties, yeah. (laughs) Well, the the possibly incredibly flawed argument that we should be concentrating population to reduce transportation-related greenhouse emissions. Well, I was going to so, yeah. basically um, call you guys hypocrites, but sure, it's probably not you in genre. So it's probably some of those other folks like on the school oh, board. Oh, no, nail me. <laughs> what did I, I do now? I drive, no, 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 no. I'm it, easily it, driving a couple hundred miles every week because I'm going back and forth out to Boston. Yeah, it's not that. It's that um, people have gotten rid of all those school buses, and so all the parents 
They got rid of school buses? Yeah, there are very few bus routes now. You either really? have to walk or parents take you to school. That's to all the public schools, if you've ever been near a school at, in the morning or at night, there's 250 cars lined up to pick up the kids and to take them home. <laughs> Why would you get rid of school buses? <laughs> Co- uh, operating costs. Operating costs. So you have to be like within more than two and a half miles away before they'll bus you. Yeah. Oh. Uh, they um, schools uh, because funding keeps getting cut. They keep that's one thing that they cut. They cut um, school school bus routes and they so pack more kids on there. Everything so they else outsource that cost onto the parents. Well, well, and my argument is that all you liberals, I'm being you know facetious as you know, but all these folks that are all about you know let's get a you know carbon free economy and blah 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 blah. Why don't you vote to reinstitute the school bus? Because you're all sitting there waiting for a half an hour when school ends for your children to come out of the school running your engines. You know, it's like it's well, I, it's just hypocritical as I, anything. I, so forgive me as fair, a conservative point, for though, saying I, I don't <laughs> I don't care about my kids. They can walk home in the snow uphill both ways. Um, <laughs> there you know, is also the, the issue of of how of when the schools get out, how many kids they have at that school, after school programs, yep. things like that. Like um like there are far, far more after school programs um now than there were like thirty years ago. You, it used to be that school bell rings, everybody leaves. Gee, that wasn't you know. true when oh, I that's was a in good school. Point. Yeah. There were all sorts of everybody who did sports and there, debate yeah, but club they, they, and Latin so, club and No, that was true for me too, but still yeah. like they had the school buses because like a lot of times I went home after school. I mean there were a few things I did, but they had know, the I late mean, run that took all the after school. At least when yeah. I was a kid. It, but that well, was that's the thing, the late 50s run sixties. That's what I'm saying. Like there uh they, there was more bus service and the nowadays i'm i mean i'm just thinking about it when i was in school the uh the after school programs they they get out staggered they get out like at different times some parents and plus you know some parents might have kids in um eighth grade and tenth grade but so they have to wait for both of them and you know like there are a lot of there trust me there should be way more school bus service um, in schools, there should be, uh, and in that, there should be a switch of, of when school starts and ends. I agree with that, too. Uh, yeah. Because, you know, science says that we're, that it ruins kids' brains. But, you know, who's um, a big there advocate are a of that lot is of that. Steve Harrell, who owns, uh, actually, yeah. I think his sister now owns um, uh, Harrell's Ice Cream. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he's been, he's been on the record for years trying to change yeah. that in Northampton. Exactly. Right? One yeah. of the reasons I moved to the Valley in the first place. <laughs> ice cream or? <laughs> Harrell's Ice Cream. Oh. I, I, 30 years ago, I, I, I admit, but I was utterly a, a lo- in love with their cookie dough ice cream. So, <laughs> huh. yeah. Yeah, so blame Steve Harrell for me being here. That's some, that's some interesting Mike Dell lore we got there. <laughs> Why are you making air quotes around interesting? I, anyway. <laughs> okay, I, 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 what I was doing with my voice, it's true. Well, anyway, <laughs> I just wanted to point out the utter hypocrisy of folks that are in favor of doing things about climate oh, yeah. change and then allow the school buses to be... Oh, no, no, no. You know, Tons of people going to Davos... All these millionaires, like, yeah. worried about climate change and everything, going flying to Davos, private uh, jets. Fly, yeah. flying private jets. People that um, really are, are compl- like, drive a, a Prius, but then don't separate their garbage or something. You know, like, that's... Yeah, we're all hypocrites in the Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, people, a lot of people that... 
people that are vocally wanting to change the world in in those ways, like very vocal, they they're usually hypocrites. That's why I think. <laughs> and to <laughs> a certain extent, ways. the hypocrisy yeah. is is baked into the the cake of how our economy and our society. Real change operates. is hard. Yeah, it real is. change is well, just really like we hard. were talking about, like with the the school buses, that they can't help that. You know, some parents just can't help that because they have to get their kids because the economy is horrible. So they have to have these jobs that work that they have to work or they have to do that. Like, there's a lot of factors that go into. So yeah, it's not really, really critical, so rock in a hard place. But I just wanted to point out yeah. that of all the things to point the finger at, most local communities have done that to their. Oh yeah, their no, no, buses. that's and 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 yeah, you know, part of the problem also is that we have this system that is. That funds education out of local property taxes, which creates this vicious cycle. It's it's just corrupt and wrong in, in various ways. And lack of federal funding. So yeah. they have to reallocate funds from, from school buses to, you know, lunch. Yeah. You know, like the... the or cut lunch and then kids are hungry and it's hard to learn when you're hungry. And then it's hard to walk home when you're hungry. Oh, yeah. I imagine it is. Or do anything when you're hungry. Now I'm getting hungry. <laughs> I'm hungry too. So, but we're we going to talk about Cohen. Or? The oh, well, the, the congressional. Let's just hearings. end the show now. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, actually, uh, a link to throw up into the into our show notes or whatever. Uh, just in terms of like the struggle of hypocrisy. There's a great song I remember hearing 30 years ago by Sweet Honey and the Rock about uh, about making clothing and the sort of the the yeah. system of commerce that makes clothing. And it's. Um, it's it's great because it's like you know like yeah you know you've got these poor workers but like at the same time you know these people are being exploited and on the other hand don't you want clothes so yeah anyway um yeah the great labor struggles of yes exactly <laughs> and that's in fact isn't that where Elizabeth Warren she started her she announced her to run for the presidency on one of the factory in Lawrence yeah yeah one of the one of the steps of the one of the fact the of famous the birthplace factory. of the Wobblies yeah the bread and roses movement yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So um, what did you think uh, of the hearings, Michael Cohen testifying before the uh, House Oversight Committee? I missed a lot of it. I, I missed a fair amount of it, too, because part because he was talking all day. So there's Well, a lot and he watch. did three days and we only got to hear one. Really? Yeah. He had a, a closed session on. Oh, I see. Yes. Yeah. Those were with other committees, I believe. Yes. Like, that, like yeah. House Intelligence. And so yeah. On. Yeah. So only one was a public hearing. I watched a bunch of it. Yeah. I watched like three hours of it. And you thought? It was wild. It was wild. Hmm. Like. Good TV? <laughs> shit. Like I, I caught the last half of his, um, the last like 15 minutes of his of his opening statement. I also. Yeah. Uh, I, saw, I heard his whole opening statement. Yeah. Um, I saw um, the time after that, the, the, the strategy of the, of the GOP um, people in the. In the committee, always oh, to trash him, right? Um, yeah. Well, yeah. the the interesting thing is that they were really hammering him on that he is a com- a convicted liar. Not just that, but they were bringing up bank records of how he lied on bank. Uh, he might have lied on bank records to um, about like his taxes, his business. taxes or his his property. Oh, so he's like um, a tax cheat and yeah. a liar, and yeah. he he's himself he's not on, just for which Trump. Is true. Yeah. yeah. I mean that. And they were they were coming at him from um, there was a, a form that he had to fill out that said uh, if he's uh, if he worked for with any foreign entities 
and when he was going oh, over yeah, it, he had to declare that. He had to declare that. But when he was saying, when he was uh, filling that out, he hadn't worked with any governmental entities, uh, and th- but he had worked with private businesses. So the the Republicans were saying, "You should have put private businesses on here. You're a liar." And he's like, "I didn't know that was public. I'll amend that if you want." You know. So it was really. They had some, they they had a couple good points that they kept coming back to. And the really interesting thing was that they kept throwing back to this one guy, not, I think, Cummings? I forget. He was really angry. Cummings? No. Um, he was, no, that, he, that was the, the chairman. chairman. Um, this is really angry white guy with glasses. I forget what his name is, but uh, <laughs> I could look it up. One of the um, inquisitors. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and they, they kept making points and then yielding their time back to him and so he would ask more questions so they were funneling all of their like because each one has five minutes so they would use like two minutes and then funnel oh, so that he could ask back. the follow-up question thing. exactly so was he like a they thought he must they must have thought he was going to be a good prosecutor of probably this. Yeah. and he had a lot of and and he had like all the information gathered up and everything like that and it really it really looked like the it was very, very um, coordinated, mm-hmm. uh, which was really interesting to watch because, like, okay, and then throwing him, okay, and I yield my time back to the gentleman, blah, blah. And so there, on the other hand, the Democrats, um, they each had their point. None of them really threw time at each other. They they made their time, They and some of them just had statements. Um, then some of them had statements in response to some of the GOP stuff. Uh, but the interesting thing was they each, they, they I think they split themselves into groups because each there are a few people that asked him about Russia, a few people that asked him about uh, finance stuff, a few people that oh, asked so they him about sure race got stuff. it all on the record exactly. instead of just yep. blaming him for being a liar and a tax cheat. Exactly, yeah. like that was the dem that was the Democrat really um, to reveal. AOC the info. was great at that actually. Oh yeah, she she teased out a lot of stuff, and, and the then she threw time back to the chairman. So yeah, it's true. <laughs> um, she didn't use all the time, so she threw it back to him. But they there wasn't a lot of give and take with the with time uh with their side and one thing that kept coming up that that was really coordinated was that who who was in the room doing x who was part of this doing doing y oh, who was here establishing who was establishing what the power structure was where people were who was who knew what according to him and yeah. if he and so they can say then they can have a follow-up hearing yeah yeah Mr. Weisen- Weiselberg, <laughs> yeah, who's the sort of who the, kept coming up, the, like the the head financial guy for the CFO. Trump organization. Oh, CFO, the yeah. one that also flipped. Yeah, I remember yeah. when he so flipped because that was big news in exactly. the news. Yeah, he's going to be in in the hot seat soon. I think they. I think he's meeting with the same committee. Wow. Um, so, uh, and if he's not, then they, he's going to be. Oh yeah, because he was all over that. And he, and he was he signed a check from in that was in question. There was a lot of stuff. So they so they asked my came finance about the Stormy Daniels thing, about Russia, about this, about this, and it and it really gelled together a, a, a comprehensive picture. Did you think he was a credible witness, even though you know he Incredibly. has? That he really felt almost like John Dean when he turned on Nixon, kind of. Uh, I mean, you may I, not remember that. But, I don't. Yeah, I don't remember. But it was that. sort was of like one of those. Then, but, you know, um, you were part of this, but now you're telling us what actually happened. Yeah, it really seemed. I mean, 
he's a liar so i don't know how good a liar he is he's a lawyer so probably pretty good one. but um the what the stuff that he's saying and the way that he was saying it, his body language he seemed very like either i'm i'm trying to make good before i go to jail and i want i want to just get this out or uh or and or I'm taking these people down with me, <laughs> yeah. which may have been, um, you know, sort of both. A yeah, bit. but one of the thing he kept saying, or I'm was, not going to do this alone. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I'm going to jail. I'm not going to go to jail alone. But and, and learn from me. I heard one part where he said to the congressman, "Don't let, don't, don't you behave like I've behaved." Exactly. You know, this is. I really regret it. Yeah. Sort of. I I don't know what that piece was. Well, the. What the last thing I was going to say is that one of one of the other things I was saying was he wanted to speak up because of the stuff that he was involved in uh, contributed to how the how the nation and how even like the people on the committee were acting like the the sense of division. He helped. He helped that fuel it. He helped fuel that. Oh, yeah. The other thing they said lying was uh, he made like someone in his office made this Twitter account, like women who love Cohen yeah. and like how he's sexy and everything like that. And they were bringing that up. <laughs> that's uh, that's a true thing. And uh, he, they were I'm like, sorry, I'm well, laughing. You, you made, oh it's, yeah, yeah, that's the thing. He was trying to make it, him a It's risible, madam. <laughs> yeah, they were trying to mock him as well and, and, and yeah, reduce uh, his credibility, which is, you know, a, a good strategy. So what were you going to say? So on that note, actually a friend pointed out that the New York Times yesterday, I think, had a really good editor from my one of my favorite people, David Brooks, and it was about sort of the Republicans deciding on this strategy to sort of trash Cohen and really the immorality of the thugs of, you know, this. It, it's pretty. I I like him anyway, and I know he's conservative, and you guys aren't. But it's very interesting because it it basically takes to task the Republicans that decided to trash him instead of asking yeah real questions. You know, yeah. it's 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 it was nice. I just read it before it came they in. They could there so. there are a lot of ways they could have poked holes in him without rather than yeah. trying to assassinate him and so. without trying to assassinate him at the same time as protecting the president yeah. because they were doing both yeah. they were trying to protect the president and they were also trying to to reduce his credibility um and it was crazy to watch yeah. um there were uh, uh one two two more things about it um one uh representative omar um Ilan Omar. Yeah. Ilan Omar. She she made uh, she put out like a tweet or something saying, "Okay, so we so the Republicans are hating this guy, a convicted liar, but they had the other guy who's going to be Elliot special, Abrams. Elliot Abrams, and they completely believed him." Yeah. Okay, so two and a half things. Second plus point five. The the president says. Um, Everything he said was a liar. Except, except I heard that part. Yeah, the, not except, from her, but yeah, yeah. This, is, this was great. Except <laughs> that he he said there's no collusion. So clearly that, <laughs> so everything is is false except for that. Cool, very cool. So the and the last thing and that was, isn't even what Cohen said because yeah he act, yeah and he, he was basically like, said I have no proof but I believe yeah. yeah. <laughs> And so was he was like, like yeah. And the, the last thing was with um with Meadows, uh the Is it um, Mark Meadows? Mark yeah Meadows. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. he trots out and and um you know he said uh, Cohen said he was the president's a racist, really okay. And um, he gave examples too. Oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah he did. Um I missed that part, but uh 
then Meadows trots out um, the woman that's in charge of HUD or like works in HUD. She works at um, HUD. She was a oh, the family planner. I for saw some the wedding planner, and she doesn't whatever. say a word, right? No, she just stands up and behind she was him there. or something. Yeah. It was clear that they said come in, and then he brought her up and said, "Well." He's she she has worked for the Trump family for years and she's a very trusted friend. How can a racist have he actually used <laughs> He actually used the I have a black friend. Yeah. yeah. What? <laughs> what? And then and then Representative Talib she calls him out on it. Meadows, yeah. She calls Meadows on on it, saying, "You have a a a black person as a oh no." She didn't say him. She says, "When someone uses a black woman as a prop to say I am to to try not to to say like I'm not racist, that is a racist act." He gets pissed yeah. and says, "He gets mad and he starts saying that he has um." black family members and nieces and nephews and how dare you and it's like you're doing the same thing you're doing the same thing and so didn't the chairman salvage it the chairman oh, sort of tried. put it yeah he put Jeremy it back Cummins, in the yeah, yeah, yeah he, he tried was, to put it back in the box and it, so, because yeah. they're friends yeah and yeah. it's again he's <laughs> And he was like, you know, Chairman Cummings, we're the best of friends. And he's like, yeah, I mean, I understand racism. So, uh, and he, I'm Elijah Cummings. And he, and ele- he yeah, exactly. And he uh. was like, uh, Representative Tlaib, do you want to, um, to rephrase your statement? And she's like, I'll read this and I'll enter it into the record. So, and a she, racist act is when you is a racist that. act. <laughs> yes, I didn't talk about uh, Meadows. Congressman Meadows' character. I didn't. Yeah. She didn't talk about Meadows at, at all. She didn't mention him. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. at all. She yeah. just said that is racist. Apparently, the and next right. day they hugged it out. Like yeah. he he came up to her. He walked. I was actually watching the video today. He walked up to her. They. It, uh, I think I came home right at this point and yeah. had to flip on C-SPAN. I'm like, exactly. okay, what just they, went well, down? He walks up to her on the floor. You know, C-SPAN's on, the, the camera's on there. He walks up to her. She, He's kind of bent over. She, They talk, and then she gives him a one-armed hug. He doesn't move. So clearly he's like, oh. <laughs> so We were bad. <laughs> no, no. He. I think he knows what he did. Yeah. Um, and I and she was clearly in that in that moment she was clearly the one in power, yeah. which was really good. Yeah. So, how are we doing here? Oh, we gotta, we gotta guys. <laughs> there, there's certainly more to talk about with this. I mean, we, maybe we should do a supplemental episode to follow on some more about this. But I uh, see people out there and guests, so I think yeah, no, we definitely need 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 to get on uh, all this fascinating stuff. But we do have to wrap up. So that's all tonight for Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio. Coming up next is Subculture, followed by Table of Contents and OK Asia. There will be a podcast of this show uploaded to iTunes, Stitcher, etc., etc., over the weekend. And, uh, yeah, check out our website, civilpoliticsradio.com. I think we're still doing an encore presentation on Monday afternoons at 4 here on Valley Free Radio. So thank you all for listening. Uh, We'll be back with more next week. Good night. This show is part of the Planetside Productions Network. For more information, please visit www.planetside.pro. And thank you for listening.